You know, we don't think about that very often. Partially because we don't talk much about death. We seem to be a death-averse culture, which I think is another sermon because really as Christians, we shouldn't be averse to death, right? But I also think we don't think about it too much because what do we care, right? If people are going to talk about me when I'm gone, I'm not going to be around to hear it, so it doesn't matter. On the other hand, we sometimes think about, well, what kind of legacy are we going to leave? And I think as we get older, perhaps we might think about that a little bit more. What kind of meaning will my life have? And will I be? And how will I be remembered? And I would guess if we had the choice, all of us would rather be remembered in a positive rather than a negative way. But you know what's really interesting, I think? is that we spend our entire lives, and our culture conditions us to do this, we spend our entire lives working to achieve things that when we're gone, aren't going to matter. And that when we're gone, that's not what people are going to remember us for. You know, so, so we are taught from... From infancy, really, we are taught to achieve things like stuff, right? We're, we are encouraged to make as much money as we can, have a good, comfortable lifestyle, have a nice home, maybe two homes, a boat. Sometimes we're encouraged to achieve uh, reward or recognition, to be the best salesman in the region or to be the star athlete or to get a full ride to a good college or to work your way up through the ranks of a company. Those are all things that all of us are encouraged to do, rewarded for doing. Maybe it's even to achieve experience, like to uh, be able to travel as much as possible before we, before we aren't able to do that. Or I heard... Uh, on the radio this week, a, a short little news clip about if you've got a cool quarter million dollars, you can go for a ride on a spaceship pretty soon, right? Those are all of the things that we are encouraged why we are living to do, yet when we are dead, that's not what people are going to be talking about. Sure, some of those things are going to make it into our obituaries, right? But that's not what people are going to talk about. Instead, they're going to talk about what kind of person you were. They're going to talk about things like whether or not you were the one who always brought the hot dish to the person who was grieving, the first one in the neighborhood to do that. Or you were the one that had that beautiful smile that always made somebody feel better. Or that infectious laugh that would get everybody going, even on the gloomiest days. Or how you were the person who never could say a mean word about anybody else. Or how you would go out of your way to make sure somebody got home safely at night. Or maybe they'll say you were the person who always dressed up on Halloween to greet the trick-or-treaters that would come to your house. Those are the things that people are going to remember. Those are the things that we don't spend a lot of time trying to achieve, but yet become that for which we are likely going to be remembered. In our gospel reading for today, Jesus is talking about blessings and woes. But for those of us who are listening, it really sounds like those blessings are things we would rather avoid. And the woes are something that sounds pretty good to us. Now this is typical of the gospel of Luke. 
God is often in this particular gospel turning what we think is common wisdom upside down, turning it up on its head. We call it the great reversal. And so when we think about it, we think, well, what's wrong with having enough money, right? And what's wrong with not being hungry, with always being able to be fed? And what's wrong with uh, having people speak well of us? Those, again, are all the things that we are conditioned to believe are what we want to ascribe to. Those are the things that we should be doing with our life. That's what we are taught from a very, very young age. Even when we find ourselves in those situations, how do we often describe our lives? When we have enough, and when everything is going well with our family, and when we feel like we've got lots of things that are good happening in our lives, what do we often say? I am blessed, right? We say, I have so many blessings in my life. But what Jesus is telling us in our gospel this morning is when you feel that way, then watch out. Be careful. A woe is really not just, it's not, we think of a woe as, oh, something horrible. But think of a woe more as, uh, the term is more like, be careful or watch it. And that's really what Jesus is saying. When you think that you have everything that you need, be careful. Watch it. Be careful because often when we feel like we are satisfied and we have what we need and we feel like we are blessed, the reality is those things might be getting in the way of what will make our lives more meaningful. Those things might be obstacles to being and doing the things that God is actually calling us to do and to be. Those things might not be the things that matter. Those things might not be those things that will be remembered for. They won't be the things that can perhaps make the most difference in our lives. Instead, to be blessed or a way of thinking about blessed is to be satisfied or to be unburdened. I like that one even better. To be blessed, Jesus says, is to be hungering for more. To be blessed is to know there's always more that can be happening and that there's more to life than achievement. To be blessed is to know we live under the reign of God and that we're nothing without God. To be blessed is to know that the only thing that really matters is to be following in the ways and in the footsteps of Christ. To be blessed is to know that God rules over us, and to be blessed is to know that we have a privilege and a responsibility to invite others to join us in this particular kingdom. To be blessed is, as Jesus goes on in the gospel to talk about, to be blessed is to love others in a radical, self-giving way to love all others. To be blessed is to be a part of this great reversal where what we think is really important might not have much meaning. And that which makes us poor might really be our life of calling. Now, to give of ourselves, I don't think that means to give away completely all of our personal possessions or wealth. Although for some of us, it might. When I was listening to that story about taking a ride in the spaceship, all I could think about was $250,000. Think about how many meals that would provide at the Salvation Army, right? Or nights of shelter, 
or even tuition for somebody who, who can't afford to go to college. There are so many better ways to spend a quarter of a million dollars. Many of us could probably give away more of our wealth than we already do and still be living quite comfortably. But that's also not the only way that Jesus calls us to be hungry or to be poor or even to be persecuted. Maybe we are being called to speak up and advocate for those who are marginalized in our society, those who are uh, perhaps vulnerable due to disease or disability, or those who can't escape the generations of poverty that they are chained to, or those who are refugees trying to seek a better place in this world. Or maybe, maybe we're called to speak the hard truths of health and love to people that we care about, even if it means alienating the relationship. Or maybe it means giving more of our time, and giving away part of ourselves in that sense to other people. Next week, all of us would have an opportunity, if we so desired, to give a couple of hours at the homeless shelter. That's a, a way to start. And many of you, many, many members of Messiah, you already know what it means to give of your time and of some of your own wealth or possessions to so many different, or not obstacles, but to help get rid of obstacles, so many different opportunities and other organizations and people within our community. But to be blessed is to do that and yet hunger to be able to do still more. To be able to do that and know that there's still more that can be done. These aren't actions or ways of being that are going to give you uh, recognition or, or financial reward of any kind, but they are actions and ways of being for which you are most likely going to be remembered when you are gone. These are the things for which we remember and grieve most acutely those who have gone before us, including those who are we, we are remembering today. And these are the ways in which we are best able to experience the mercy and the compassion of God. These are the ways that we all can participate in this upside-down kingdom of God where God is always seeking to lift up those that are lost, the least, the loneliest, the littlest, and the lifeless who are among us. These are the ways that we can truly be blessed to be a part of the kingdom of God that is here now and ways in which we can be blessed to be a part of the kingdom of God that is still to come. May you be blessed. As we move into um, the rest of our worship service, we are reminded that 